0: No
2: We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine.
0: Well, what a wonderful introduction that was. My name is Ron Clayton uh, on the Saturday or well uh, Tuesday evening show today for the Optimize Your Life, the uh, show that John Doctor Joe and Dr. Bill Griffin, the original founder of the Hope Collection. He and his wife, Artis, uh, started this organization, a 501c3 nonprofit. And uh, what we've been doing is with this theme of helping others by helping them help others, we have at our disposal slots of time that we can provide. Well, we try I like to think we're bringing experts and people who have great talent and sensitivity to help make a difference in this world. Tonight we have the privilege of welcoming Heather Mahoney, who has her credentials and being a life coach and being able to help people guide guide anybody who's anywhere, any point in their life that wants to move to another level. Let's say might be a point A, you want to get to point C. Well, C is an individual that has the skills, the experience and the training to help you get there. And uh, so she comes highly recommended. And um, I met her a while back on the show uh having been hosting the show now for about 10 years we actually have 1800 uh shows that are in archives that people can go back and hear and listen to different uh guests that we've had on the show but tonight our special is heather and heather i'm so glad that you're taking time out of your schedule your evening tonight to join us the special halloween edition and uh we like to make halloween a fun event um and so we like to treat every day that we can make it better for somebody and choose what's the best out of any circumstance and turn it into. You know, you've heard the saying, make lemonade out of lemons. Well, you know, we like to try and help people where they're at to move forward. And I hope when you leave the show tonight, you feel blessed. That's what, that's what you gained by being a part of the show. Heather, how are you doing today?
3: I am doing amazing, and happy Halloween to you, too. It is Tuesday, like my favorite day of the week. A lot of times it's Friday, Saturday and Sunday, but, hey, what's another favorite day of the week? And since this is Tuesday, October 31st, and tomorrow is Wednesday, November 1st, Eagles ticket go on sale in my area for Florida. Woo, woo. So Uh (laughs) excited. But I have an amazing guest here with me tonight. Lorna Sherland is an amazing woman. And Lorna has been redesigning her life after one, two, or three, four of the above. And it may be the end of a relationship, some financial challenges, a career stop, or the loss of a loved one. And many times, I mostly focus on women, but many times, whether you're a male or a female, you have to redesign your life after something unexpected that you didn't anticipate happening happened. And it's like oh no, I got to change route. And sometimes it's voluntary, sometimes it's not. But Lorna's going to share her story with us tonight about how she's changed her direction to live her extraordinary life. Awesome. Love that. Hey, Lorna. Good, good evening. How are you? I am great, Heather. Thank you.
2: Thank you for having me on. This is exciting. I'm so super excited to be here with your um, your crew. Uh, thanks for the invite. I appreciate it.
3: Thank you so much for being here. I have to disclose I have a business partner with me. He's always uh-huh. with me. He has four legs. Uh-huh. <laughs> And sometimes he decides he wants to make his presence known. But I will try my best to keep him as quiet as possible. But um, his name is Henley. He is, Hi, Henley. Yeah, Henley's the second love of my life. You know, I have a, a two-legged um, love of my life. He's at college right now. But... <laughs> We're doing well. So, Morna, I don't do a lot of big introduction because I get you to tell me your story of oh. how, what happened, how you had to change direction and reroute mm-hmm. to find the road that you wanted to travel that suits mm-hmm. you, that fits you, that fulfills your passion, fulfills your love and get you to live the life that you've always wanted to live in your dreams but make it a reality. How's that sound? Oh,
2: oh, girl, let me tell you, you have no idea how on point and on time this conversation is. I was literally on my walk uh right before getting on here with you. I'm thinking to myself, huh, November and December are like hot to trot, right? Like. And I had to sit for me like I'm walking and just like thinking for a moment. I'm like, wow, Lorna, you get to be grateful. All the things that have happened over the past four years happened for you and not to you. Because now you get to walk in a way that that you didn't even see possible four years ago. So I'm so super excited to, um, to be here to share a part of my story with you and your audience. Um, my name is Lorna Sherland. I'm a transformation leadership coach and business strategist. Uh, I'm also a real estate broker and a real estate investor, active. And I support female entrepreneurs to step into their authenticity by unlocking what has been holding them back in their lives up until now. A lot of female entrepreneurs, they feel like they have rise, and they're lacking the, the wisdom to know that there's actually even more available and sometimes get stuck in, um, in the, the current success and not really knowing that God has more. It, it, life okay. is always moving into more. So that's who I am in the world. And um, my story is that I came to this country with $50, <laughs> 50 bucks, Jamaica. And um, that, back then, that's the only amount of money that the country would allow you legally to leave the country with. And back then, you know, we were Star Wars, you know, we did whatever, you know, the government said. My mom was like, that's what you're getting. That's all the bank is going to give you. That's what you're going with. And so I came to this country with fifty dollars. Fast forward, um, you know, thirty eight years later, uh, I can stand proudly and say I've been through the fire and back. So okay. um so I'm, tell
3: me about the fire. Say that again. Tell me about the fire. Well, there are many,
2: so (laughs) I will tell you about recent fires. I, you know, I spoke about the last um, four years Uh, right now, going through uh, a change of life in the fact that um, me and my husband of over 30 years separated and are going through a divorce. Actually today, I was supposed to get the the final decree. Mm -hmm. Um, And when it happened to me, I thought, huh? I've been working all this time for what I thought was something that was going to last forever, right? And it was it was devastating, and it was um, I I was taken aback, by surprise. I was taken into a realm of the unknown because, like I said, my you know for over thirty years I've been. I've been living for my family. I've been living for um, a future that I had a, a thought in my head. I had a vision in my head of what it, what it got to look like, you know, ups and downs, all the things, and all of a sudden, you know, somebody walks out of your life and you're like, huh, what now?
3: So, um, so I'm going to make the assumption that he surprised you by telling you that he was divorcing you.
2: Well, he didn't say he's divorcing. He said he was he was leaving.
3: <laughs> I don't, oh I don't think
2: in his head. I don't think in his head he thought that it was going to be a divorce. Uh, because when somebody walks out of your life uh, for a reason that that is not even reasonable, then you're like, you know, okay, how do you handle this? You know, and for me, I was lucky in the fact that I had already started my journey in um, leadership and transformation. So I had a, a level of um, self-leadership that supported me. And at the same time, you know, like I said, it was devastating, right? And I had to find ways to figure out what's my next move? How do I emotionally move through this? How do I financially move through this? And what's what does my life get to look like moving forward and it was and still is it's it has been a journey and um but it's been a fun journey right it's been a f- so I, what I were
3: created- some mm-hmm. of the what were some of the tools or the awareness that came to you that uh that you had to use to find global because i'm i i what Came to me and said he was divorced with me. I was not only like in shock, but I I was stuck. I didn't know how to do, how, how to do anything. It felt like I was had ten stuff on my hand and I didn't know how to use that.
2: Yeah, so I I, I hear your question and for me Heather, um I I have a very strong personality so it was devastating for me however because of who I had always been it was a little bit easier now that I'm not I'm talking about it right I'm looking back and I'm thinking well what what was the difference for me why wasn't I devastated to the effect that it would have taken me years to overcome couple of things one like I shared luckily I had a mentor who um who was supporting me in uh, emotional intelligence at the time was spending uh, let me tell you people here's the one takeaway you get to take away from this conversation find a mentor who has been where you've been who can walk you through the fire that's number one and spend the money if you get to spend the money it, it, it's it's gonna it's invaluable. That that I want to I want to leave that with your audience right now. Then because I had her, um, I was able to you know get resources from her that I used, i.e. books I could read. One of the books that really supported me in in this in the beginning of this transition was a book by an author named Katherine Woodward. It's called the unconscious uncoupling. That book I actually got wind of through um, Vision Marchiani, I can't pronounce his name right, um, the owner and founder of Mind Valley. I don't know if anybody has ever heard of Mind Valley. Uh, I I heard of it through him because he was going through uh, his divorce at the same time and and he recommended the book. So I would recommend for anybody who's just going through a divorce or even if you're in a relationship and um, you have a tendency of being – dependent on somebody else's emotional emotions for your emotional intelligence, that's a really good book to to tap into. Uh, so I had those tools that helped me to move through the spaces in the beginning. Catherine Woodward's book was my Bible
3: for like mm-hmm.
2: three months. I dove into that book uh, because she gave me so much insight as to who I had been in the relationship to – be experiencing what, what what I was experiencing and how to move through it and coming out on the other side, even more powerful, you know, um, and not being in a victim conversation that would disempower me, you know? So um, those were two, two, two of the most powerful things I, I used to move through that early stage. And then moving forward, uh, I really got deep into transformation and leadership. I, I coached, I mentored, because when I'm in the room, as other people are experiencing their transformation, I'm also experiencing my transformation through them, you know? So I'm in Uh, that world. I don't just talk about it, I'm in that world.
0: Excuse me, Lauren, Lauren Lorna. And Heather, Uh, this is Ryan Clayton. Uh, I'm the president of the Hope Collection that sponsors uh, the show and things. And uh, uh, twice I've been watching the board and then been there from the start of our organization. Um, Based on what you're saying, something that I do sense that you're not saying, but i got to believe is very strong influence and everything you have, that you have at the centerpiece behind all this stuff, is there's a sense of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life? Your (laughs) faith... Had to be there.
2: Had to be yes. there because
0: this world, this world under those circumstances, would take you out. See? Yes, Ron. Uh, yeah. Yes. Go ahead.
2: Thank you for bringing that up because that was coming. <laughs> now you're gonna bring me to tears on the radio. Okay, great. Um, so that that was my my other tool, um, the word, the word. Really and still is my foundation I, I and I still am learning who I am in christ who christ in me the hope of glory i my life gets to be glor- gets to be lived to glorify god so who do i get to be mm-hmm. in in the midst yeah. of all that's happening that's like that's like when jesus went into the garden of gethsemane right or mm-hmm. or as he went um into the 40 days uh he went 40 days and 40 nights without food it's it's, it's the same context right like who who did he depend on to bring him through all of those um, those scenarios in his life, right? It's the same thing, right? So yes, Ron, my faith has been <laughs> stalwart in 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 moving me through this entire season of my life.
1: Would the book that you had mentioned, um, this is Linda, um, Ron's wife, would that help also widows? We're at the age now. I hate to say it, that we have a number <laughs> of friends that are um that are losing their husband or, or their spouse yes. or the wife would their book yes. help their transition yes.
2: absolutely so that book you know Catherine Woodward, is she's she's an amazing writer and when you're reading the book it's as if you're having a conversation with her so it's like she's she's talking to you like your best friend and telling you hey this is who you get to be right now right and
3: mm-hmm. it's not
2: when she wrote the book, it, it wasn't just for um, a marriage or anything like that. It, it, it's for anything. It's for anything that you feel that you're so attached to that it's really all about who, who you get to be for yourself in, in any case scenario of devastation, whether it's a financial devastation or a relationship devastation, a business. Opportunity that wet bust you know it's it's that's why she called it on un, uh co- unconscious uncoupling right yes it's uncoupling un- uncoupling means that you're 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 setting yourself apart right from the the scenario you're setting yourself you're becoming an individual within the relationship you know one if i can if I can introduce I'm another so, book that yeah, really so. helps is um, Don Miguel Ruiz's Four Agreements is another book that I would recommend. Um, and the reason I recommend that one, too, is because when you read that book, you get to see how, uh, how we go into relationships in, in un, unspoken agreement, unspoken expectations. And then when the relationship doesn't work, then, um, you know, you're devastated but but then you mm-hmm. get to be responsible for how you showed up in the relationship and even as a widow it's the same conversation because a lot of times you know we as women i'm going to make this general statement a lot of times we as women we we are in our marriages as um as the other half do you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. right and, right, um, right. And one of my mentors, Miles Monroe, um, powerful man of God, powerful man of God. He's another one of my tools.
3: <laughs> um,
2: he was the one who taught me uh, individuality. He wrote a book called The Power of a Woman, and he also wrote a book called The Power of a Man. And he, he talked about individuality, individuality because when you come into a relationship, you get to come in 100% yourself. And the other person gets to come hundred percent themselves.
1: Exactly. So
2: again, all the resources that I'm sharing is is really um they're all connected because they're really teaching individuality. So as a widow, you now get to, to realize your power as as um self actualized.
0: Mm-hmm. You
2: know what I'm saying? Like now you get to stand exactly. in your power. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a powerful way to be in the world, you know?
1: Yeah. Because your own self, you know, your self-image and yourself has to be. I remember we had one time um, belonged to a church, and nobody, everyone knew Ron. I was Ron's wife. Well, I mean, I love mm. being Ron's wife, but it's like we. one of the reasons I wanted to switch churches, which we ended up doing, is because it was like hello i'm a person too you know what i mean yes
2: yes 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 totally understand it's it, it's a powerful way so um i acknowledge you for stepping into your power and realizing that yes you get to use your voice that you are an individual and ron you are just ron's sidekick <laughs> well, a word, right? you're just ron's sidekick you know I know. I'm yeah,
1: so with it was right? annoying.
2: So, yeah. yeah, right? Because, because, again, because it's such a cultural thing, it's really a cultural phenomenon, right? That, that because you're married. It's your, my, my ex-husband used to talk about that, and it used to nag me for so long until <laughs> I started on this journey, and I realized, why does he always say, this is my better half? That never made sense to me. And now I understand <laughs> it 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 wasn't true. Which is why it didn't make sense. Right? Because I'm not a better half. I'm a whole. I'm not half of
1: anything.
2: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yes, um, yes,
1: right. I understand. Very good. So, yeah.
2: I so I welcome. wanna share one more book with you before um before you say something, Heather. Uh, which is it's so, such an easy book, but it was another one of my tools. Um, it's a book called One Hundred Zero. It's a book by Al Ritter, A-L-R-I-T-T-E-R. And he's the one, he's one of the, one of the ones who taught me about um, individuality uh, because you get to come into that relationship 100%. The other person gets to come in 100%. The book is called 100 Zero.
3: Hmm. okay, that's a great book, so um, I'm hearing a question that i that I don't think that you i asked yet, which is you know you were the better half, and then you found one hundred zero, but did you feel like you lost yourself the you
2: yes um in in the relationship, yes, because. I did everything on under the, the, the auspices of I'm doing it for it, – it's like I wasn't doing it for me. I was doing it for my family. I was doing it for my husband, right? So that, that's the piece for me that I didn't realize I was doing because it's so – like I said, it's a cultural ingraining of a way of being that, that actually doesn't work but because it's it's cultural, it's, 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 it's the expectation, right? Like you worked for, you worked, you know, you worked to be your, put, put your contribution into the house. You, um, you did all the laundry, you did all the housework, you did, you know, you did all the things, right? Because that's what expected of you. And in doing all of that, a lot of us as women, we lose ourselves in that. And then we forget who we are. And that's what I believe causes that disconnect when, let's say, um, a spouse dies. You know? Uh, I'll tell you a, a, a real true story standing right now. I have a client right now that um, she, she, she said it to me two days ago. I did everything for him. And she was devastated when he passed away and she found out all the things that she didn't know about her husband because she was so caught up in doing everything for him, being everything for him, and forgot about herself, that now she gets to take care of herself and she's having a hard time.
3: So she how doesn't, do she you, doesn't
2: know how, how to do it. Go ahead.
3: So how do you navigate her from to that road or how did you, and now how do you think you say yourself? how do you tell mm-hmm. yourself? to say, I'm so happy, I'm so in love with me, I'm going to put my Yeah.
2: So for me, um, like I said, I had all the tools, right? And the way I support my clients now is to have the hard conversations with them, number one, um, to really get them to the place of uh, what do they really want. It's a question that nobody ever asked them before. So when I ask that question, it's, it's, it's taken them aback because – now they get to think. Now they get to think deeply. And it's not an overnight answer. It's a process. And so we have um, conversations. We have exercises that support them in really getting deep into that question and really thinking about what would life look like, visioning how life gets to look like for themselves. And because we go through the deep work, they come out on the other side just blossoming. I had a client the other day, and she's actually married, and um, she was feeling stuck, and we did some work, and she had come in with a goal list, five-year goal list, and the work that we did to unlock who she is right now in her relationship she came out, I think it was in six months. we did like fifty percent of a five year goal with because yeah. she stepped into her power, realizing that nothing was stopping her but herself, and so once she found out who she is at her core, then she became unstoppable you know it it's it's a It's a real discovery of the power that's within right. And as I said before, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Well, who is Christ, right? Christ is the Son of God. Well, if Christ is the Son of God and the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives within me, we have untapped, unbelievable power inside of us that it just takes someone who cares enough to unlock it for us and then
3: mm-hmm. all bets are off.
2: <laughs>
3: who's Lorna sorry. at her I'm core? sorry who's Lorna at her core
2: oh you're hearing her right now I'm a stand for transformation I am a stand for women and myself to be unleashed Christ in me the hope of glory be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind our minds get to be renewed to who we are, we truly are in this world. That's okay. who I am.
3: I love <laughs> that answer. So I'm going to yes, take you yes. back and say, if this is who you are today, mm-hmm. before, what was stopping you those years in the marriage where you weren't clear? Because
2: I wasn't clear. I was, I I had no idea who I was. I was, you know, and I teach this all the time in my, in my workshop, the awareness, awareness is the first step in transformation. Most of us are, are walking, sleepwalking. I was sleepwalking, my friend. And because I was sleepwalking, again, cultural norms, historical norms, um, you know, uh, parental norms, um, you know, the rules of the engagement in this world, all the things that we all grow up with was how I was operating, right? Now, now that I'm aware, I'm still learning. I, I, I know I still have more power on tap. I'm still in the journey of awakening and stepping into even more power. It's still evolving. I'm not, I'm not saying I've arrived. I'm just saying I'm awakened, I'm aware, so now I get to be responsible for how I show up, right
1: you know, and one thing that I thought too as you were saying that actually by each of us becoming more self aware can make the marriage stronger you know for yes. me to know who I am and to run those you know exactly you know it it would make it it is making us stronger together because we're more aware of it. Oh,
2: okay. I agree with that um, with a caveat.
1: Okay.
3: Can I hear it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh,
2: because I've experienced this, which is why I'm bringing it up. Um, the caveat is that Ron is willing to be on the journey of um, self-awareness and self-actualization as you are. There are many mm-hmm. times when the male in the relationship are not willing to step outside of their comfort zone of what they already know, which was my experience. Um, my my ex was not willing to take on even the possibility that something else was available outside of what he already knew. And my experience is that mo- most males are, are, are in that conversation. They're not willing to step into learning about themselves on a deeper level and um, gaining the support, asking for the support to, to do that. So that's why I'm putting a caveat on that. Um, and I acknowledge Ron for being the person who he is to uh to let go you know of the the ego that that allows you guys to become aware together and to learn together and to evolve together,
1: mhm, yeah, well, I can see how there has been even in our journey, you know um maybe the fact that we don't have children that we. Grown together, you know makes it makes a difference, maybe I know you know what you're talking about sometimes um people you know I had friends that went through the empty neck syndrome um the loss just because the child went to college and moved away was was almost like a death because it was so hard for the at least for you know the mother um you know and you know, so again because all the focus was just on the daughter and not on anything else. And so when that was done okay. there was um you know, she had no place because she was just the mother. Yeah. that's all she tells herself as. That was so sad.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so now she 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 now gets to realize who she is and then invite her husband into creating a new relationship because more than likely Hopefully. that relationship <laughs> that they came into when when yeah. you know, before they even had the child is a completely different relationship that exists right now because of what they created. See, that's the the thing that I learned on this journey is I'm the creator of my life. Right? Anything I'm experiencing right now, I created. It may not seem like I did. It may seem like circumstances did, but when I stand from a place of responsibility, I created whatever I'm experiencing right now.
3: So, you know,
2: when you look at life from that perspective, you know, you
3: you, you, you
2: <laughs> that's why I said you get to become super powerful because then you know <laughs> if I created this, then I have the power to create something else that works. Yeah, and
1: you have to take ownership.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Warner, um so in your five year plan, what does your journey look like going forward?
2: I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? You you kind of broke up a little bit for me. I said, what does your journey look like going forward? Well, I'm super excited because, you know, as a um, creator of my life, (laughs) I am super excited to travel to places I've always wanted to travel and just didn't want either make the time or um, felt like I couldn't go on my own. Uh, Now I get to go explore, you know, I'll share this brief story with you. Um, I was actually on the phone with a friend of mine. Uh, I went to Hawaii for the first time last year and um, I'm still uh, connected to the people I met there and there's still a lot of devastation in uh, Maui Mm
3: -hmm. where
2: I stayed. Um, Lahaina was one of my favorite places when I went there. Uh, There's still a lot of devastation there. Um, So if people want to contribute and support that that um, revitalization of uh, Lahaina and Maui—that would be amazing. Uh, so I just want to give a shameless plug over on that. Um, but for me, like traveling to places I've never been is is on my the top of my list. Uh, I I think I wanted to do that so much when when I was married and my my ex didn't want to travel. I want to go to Australia. He's not going to be on a plane for like 20 hours to go to Australia, so now I get to go. Um, But when I went to Hawaii last year, it was fun for me because I went by myself, and it was interesting because as I went on different tours and that kind of thing, most of the people who were there were there with family. And So many people asked me the question, oh, you're here by yourself, and I'm like, "Yeah." Girl, you have no idea how freeing this is.
3: So, so for me,
2: uh, going out into the world and experiencing different things in different parts of the world, um, that's that's super fun for me. And more, most importantly, really becoming the person who can have these conversations on a larger scale to um, empower women mostly women, to stand in their power, to stand in their authenticity, however that gets to look like for them, that's, that's my journey moving forward that I can say clearly for right now, that's clearly my path. Um, and so whatever I get to do, whoever I get to meet to um, move that mission forward, because I believe that when we, bec- when we figure out who we are, and we are clear on that. It's going to shift the consciousness of this planet. I think that once we figure out who we are, things that are happening in the world right now that we are aware of, it, it, there's going to be a, a limited amount of those kinds of things happening that, that are affecting the, the world, this country, and the world in a different, in a different way. So because I, I think that once we understand once there's an understanding, there has to be a shift in consciousness. So um, I'm excited about what's going to happen. I see some other people in my space doing amazing things, and I just want to be a part of um, this change that I know is, is happening in, in the space and in the world. So. I'm clear
1: on that. It's funny you had mentioned travel. Ron and I are travel agents and one of the largest growing sectors in travel is solo travel. And you know people thought, Oh, I can't go by myself. Well who I don't know anybody. Well, of course you don't know anybody until you meet people. Until you, know? <laughs> you get there, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So
2: yeah, and so and again, so it it comes right back to individuality, right? Once you are comfortable in your own skin, once you are in uh-huh. your own power, you could do anything you want. You don't need anybody to, you know, you really don't. And I'm, I always bring things back to scripture, right? Remember what Jesus did every time. If you if you read the stories about um, the feeding of the five thousand, or any time he gathered any any time there was a gathering, what did he do? Right after he he taught.
1: Do you guys Went remember off what he did? Himself.
2: By, Went off by himself. By <laughs> himself. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the yep. fact that people are 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 not comfortable being alone—it's a problem. It's a
3: challenge. Mm-hmm. So,
2: sure. uh, so did it
3: take you, uh, Lorna? Did it take you any time for that adjustment where you were comfortable to be alone, to travel alone? You know, one of the biggest challenge I had was that it was totally okay if I was in another, I was away from my home, my home, my neighborhood, my where I grew up, where I live. I was okay Mm -hmm. if I was on a business trip or something to go to a restaurant eat eat by myself. I don't mean like a McDonald's or anything like that. I mean white linen or, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whatever. I never do that in my own neighborhood.
2: That's interesting. Mm-hmm.
3: And it took me a while to get the nerve to go to a restaurant and sit by myself in my neighborhood, and and have a meal. You know the whole thing: the appetizer, the main course, dessert, after drink, everything. I did the whole thing. I loved it. Yeah. But now, I could do that anytime, anywhere, anyhow. But it was something I had to grow into. Did you yes. have to grow into traveling or being alone? Or, like I said, going to a restaurant in your neighborhood and sitting down and having a meal?
2: Yeah, yes and no. Um because of my um what I do what I do for a living I I've, I've never had a problem sitting by myself eating a meal um, uh my ex used to travel a lot so I I used to be alone a lot so after the breakup um it took a while for me to even go out outside of my, my work. Right. So I totally agree. It does take, um, it does take some, some time to acclimate because of what's happening. Right. Normally you're seen out with, you know, I was seen out with with him at a restaurant or in the movies or at a party or whatever. And um, the person he was, I used to go, because of what I do, I used to go to a lot of events by myself. So it wasn't that hard for me to go out and eat by myself. But I think I think just because of what was happening, it took me a minute to to go out in public by myself. Does that make sense? So even though I was mm-hmm. oh, going out by myself definitely. because of the happening of the thing, that caused me like, to kind of mm-hmm. like step back a little bit before I was able to go back out and um and like I said, Hawaii was a big deal for me because I've always wanted to go, and it was a stop because he wouldn't he wouldn't travel the hours to go.
1: It was like funny when, when you went to Hong mentioned Kong and he didn't it. go. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned about your husband traveling. Ron, for, oh, 10, 15 years, was the national health manager. So I used to call him my weekend husband. but So I had to get used to just going, you know, just being um, – you know, going places if I wanted to go to Rochester, the other side of, we're in Buffalo, New York, go to, you know, central, um, New York or, or drive someplace or do something, um, you know, you just, if you needed to or wanted to do something, you just had to, and it was hard for me at first because I was so used to having, you know, you know I'll be one of a twosome you know mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. it um just made i think made me stronger, knowing that yes, I can you know drive to you know fifty miles a hundred miles away you know and and come back and visit friends and do things and but and and I think it's you know if you just i am dependent but not. I'm independent, but dependent, you know, at the same time, you know what I mean? It's, you know, mm-hmm. um, so, but this, this whole conversation has been really wonderful. I really appreciate you guys. No problem.
2: My pleasure. It's a pleasure being here. And thanks for allowing me to share my story with, with your audience yes. and yourself. I mean, you know um, we all have different experiences and it's in the sharing of, or different experiences where we can hear something that can support our growth, you know, um, at some level or the other, because we're all on this journey of life, right? It's a journey. It's not, mm-hmm. There's no arrival place. Um, <laughs> I tell my clients that all the time, you know, because, You know, I have clients who are like, oh, well, this isn't working. Well, it's a journey. (laughs) So, um, you know, as as we step into, like I said, as we step into our power, um, there are different levels that we get to experience as we are on the journey. Uh, And so we can affect and impact other people to support them on their journey as well. So I appreciate it. I appreciate this platform as well.
3: Oh, thank you. So, Lorna, um, I always believe in summarizing and summary, and it may take a few, but you navigated your redesign of your life after Mm -hmm. the end of your relationship. Because you said it was about four years Mm -hmm. Um, as you've gone through that. What Mm -hmm. would you say to that, your younger self, better yet, your younger self who is going through a similar circumstance and have to redesign her life?
0: Ah, oh,
2: great question. Um, first thing I would say to her is get to know you. Get super intimate with you. Um, there's a level of, self-love and self-care and self-acceptance that's required. And I would say, take your time to get to know you. That's my biggest advice to my younger self.
3: Did you listen to that advice in your younger self?
2: Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely and I wanna add I wanna add this because um it's it's out there in the world. Self care is not selfish. And self care is also not um just simply the hairdresser or the the, the nail salon or the massage. Self care is is deeper. It's it's that um, like I shared before, being alone by self to get to know, to hear your voice, to hear what your soul is, is asking of you. Um, and it's, it's a daily practice, right? Um, and so that's the deep level of getting to know you that I'm talking about. You know, as I've been on, when I just started this journey of transformation, and one of my trainings I was in, uh, the trainer kept saying, Lorna, get intimate, intimacy, intimacy. And I'm going,
3: what are you talking about? I'm, i intimate <laughs> with myself.
2: <laughs> right. And I, I couldn't understand what she meant by intimacy is missing, Lorna. Intimacy is missing, And, um, over the years, I've come to understand that that's what she meant. You know, getting intimate with myself is spending time with myself, asking myself what is it that I need, me for me, right? Not not anybody else. What do I need? What do I need for my well-being? And giving that to myself. So, um, what are again? That- that's a continuous journey. In- I'm sorry.
3: What are some of the things that you need for your well-being? Uh,
2: I need my my quiet time. <laughs> I need my space. I I need to be to be so for me right now in the mornings when I wake up before um, before this journey started. I used to get up out of my bed, literally wake up, jump up out of the bed, go to the bathroom, rush to the shower rush downstairs, make breakfast, and all the things, right? And now when I wake up, I open my eyes. I thank God that I'm awake and alive, and I ask, who am I here for today? And I spend the first two hours of my day in um, reading, meditation, um, and really just journaling, right? Right? And it may not happen every single day because there's, you know, there are days when I travel and that kind of thing. But that's my intention for my day. I don't jump on my phone, and if I use my phone, it's for my Bible. It's not for, and it's not for text messages. It's not for any of that. It's just to ground myself in my day and what I'm creating uh, in my life. So that is like paramount to me. If, it, it, and when I don't do it, I know it. I know when I don't do it, it affects my day. So um, it's super important that and that what, gets to be done, you know? <laughs>
3: Love that. And what is your unguilty, unguilty pleasure?
2: My unguilty pleasure. Uh, um, it took me a while, <laughs> uh, but I I. I watch – I don't have TVs in my space. I gave, gave up TVs years ago. Um, even when I had my house, we had like five TVs in the house. I didn't watch
3: TV because
2: I realized what was going on. Um, so uh, I have Netflix on my, on my computer, and my unguilty pleasure is when I find a documentary that I'm interested in, I, I'll watch it and I'll binge watch the entire series and um done with it. It's like it's like eating a slice of cake, right? That I um I'm weaning myself off sugar. So when I when I
3: eat um
2: <laughs> when I eat my favorite piece of cake, I I just eat the whole thing. I just like I eat the whole thing and then it's over and I'm done with it and it's it's done. I don't stretch it out. No. I, that <laughs> unguilty pleasure is I just go for it, I finish the series, and and then it's over. Then I, I don't have to think about it anymore. If I think about it, it's because I'm thinking about how can I apply that, whatever I learned in, in, uh, in the show, to support what I'm doing in my business or my life. You know, like, for instance, I was watching um, something just this weekend. I was watching a, a documentary called Poisoned. Uh, about our food system and how our food system, um, what what's in the food, how they process and all the lobbyists and all that kind of stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, huh, but I learned a lot about, you know, what's in the grocery store and, you know, it kind of solidified for me how I chose to eat right mm-hmm. it solidified for me that i'm on the right track <laughs> so uh but it's an it's an unguilty pleasure because uh you you can binge on netflix all day long but i choose not to i just
1: choose it <laughs> when i feel
2: like my brain can't take anything else but just like i don't want to think <laughs> just show me something
1: yeah mm-hmm. exactly i found audiobooks yeah. um and i i'm um I'm a paper crafter. I make cards and I do weddings and things and um, I just found uh, same thing here I don't you know t- national t v is just not something you want to fill your mind with um right but i found I found audio books I can listen to even if it's just you know um there's so many and it it's so it's so neat, but you can have that in the background and do all the things. And I just find that being t- with me having a creative outlet just is my <laughs> my guilty pleasure, as it were. But um, you know, just be able to have that me time and just have something that I can be creative with, and that just yeah. really helps me.
2: Yeah. but I don't think that's an unguilty pleasure, though. That's like that's like a uh, that's an amazing um, trait to have, um, audiobooks. So if it's, it's an unguilty pleasure, I'm totally guilty. <laughs> 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 because audiobooks, I could do like two a week, three a week, just because, mm-hmm. um, you know, because, again, I'm in the transformation world. I'm always looking to learn what I don't know. I'm one of those people. I live in the world of I don't know what I don't know, so I'm looking for what I don't know. I'm looking for truth, (laughs) and I'm looking for what I don't know. So audiobooks Mm -hmm. is a a thing for me as well. Thank you for sharing that.
3: (laughs) So, so, Lorna, would you believe we're at the end of the hour? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I didn't (laughs) even realize we were talking for so long. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) This has been fun. So, it has been great, <laughs> and you amazing. So thank you so much. So how do one get in touch with you? Um, what's your favorite way of uh, someone getting in touch with you, and what's the general way of us getting in touch with you?
2: So I love to get connected on Facebook. So my Facebook handle is Lorna Sherland Official. That's L O R N A S H E R L A N D O S S I C I A L
3: I'm going to say that again.
2: <laughs> L- Lorna got, Sherland. Of official. Official. Official like an official in a I don't know, in a March or okay. something.
3: Official.
2: Okay. So, yeah. And and uh, I'm also on Instagram, um, Coach Lorna Sherland on Instagram. And uh, my email address is simply lorna at lornasherland.com.
3: So do you do um, in-person and virtual?
2: Yes. So I would love, if I can, to invite your audience. I'm actually having a summit tomorrow. Um, in, uh, in a virtual space called the Empower Her Summit. It's, um, it's going to be on Zoom, virtual, online. It starts at 12 noon Eastern. And uh, if anybody's listened to this podcast and would love to join, um, you can just send me an email or if you guys want to just give them my email address and I can also send the link for the registration to that to Heather, And she can pass it along. Um, that's going to be an amazing event. Something similar to this podcast where I'm going to have speakers who are going to come on, share their stories, um, share tips and tricks to move themselves forward, move women forward and men because we love them. And so um, we're going to have about eight or nine speakers tomorrow. We start at 12 Eastern, and we're going to go until around 4 o'clock. And uh, it's going to be an amazing event. I have some really powerful um, speakers coming on um, to the to the event tomorrow. So I'd be excited to see your audience there as well.
3: That's amazing. I uh, look forward to that. And so that's empowerhersummit.com. Now that 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 is
2: breakthroughtomillionsnow.com breakthroughtomillionsnow.com
3: Okay so L- Lorna it's been amazing. I thank you for your time. Your stories it's been wonderful last wisdom that you want to share in the last 10 seconds.
2: Ah, I'm going to say it again. Take time to know yourself. Know thyself. I forgot who said that, but I want to say it to you tonight. <laughs> know thyself.
3: Okay. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Corner. Peace and progress. Again, thank you for being here. I'm Heather Mahoney. This is Roadmap in Your Life. And always, when faced with a choice, decision, and opportunity, always choose in favor of your passion. And you can find me at Roadmap Heather. Peace and progress to you. Have a great Halloween, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye thank you. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.